somebody post our IP with his name And I said I doubt it's the same friend I had since the seventh grade She said I'ma call her sister and double check And called me back, said he hanged himself in his room And had been there for days Initially it didn't hit me, then it clicked And I remember that I hadn't seen or heard from the homie all week Wish she had told me what had him feeling lonely and weak I guess everybody got demons we don't even speak of Cause I was with him exactly a week before the call Just under 20, he couldn't even purchase alcohol My best friend for like 6 or 7 years I'm not ashamed to say I shed plenty tears But it was hard, he was somebody I had plenty memories with The first person I ever burned any trees with The worst feeling is knowing that you would leave us In all this grievance without a reason One of the first people to ever believe in me When it came down to it, you knew you could call me if you needed me Cause that information I wouldn't have ever imagined It's sad thinking about it, I ain't happy that it happened But it made me there was plenty times when I thought that it would drive me crazy. But looking back on it, now I see all the drive that it gave me. I learn more about why I am who I am on the daily. I know it may sound crazy, but I'm glad that it made me. Yeah, was born the son of a pastor, he was who I was named after Matter of fact, I even got some of his characteristics Both of us got messages for the people I just do mine with rhythm on beat He do his on a pulpit with scriptures Well connected, respected in the community Ever since I was little, I felt like there was some pressure on me It started off with little stuff like when my folk brought us to church And then they forced us to get up and say a testimony Getting older, had to watch how I acted in public Cause people wouldn't hesitate to put that in discussion Chatting like, is it that the past is kid? I'm like, yeah, it asked me, but please don't expect me to be exactly like my daddy. Don't discredit my family for how I am. I'm not a little kid no more, I'm now a man. And I ain't pointing fingers, I'm not trying to do no blaming at all. When it comes to how I came up, I wouldn't change it at all because it made me. There was plenty times when I thought that it would drive me crazy. Looking back on it, now I see all the drive that it gave me. I learn more about why I am who I am on the daily. I know it may sound crazy, but I'm glad that it made me. Yeah, glad that it made me. Yeah, glad that it made me. Looking back on it, now I see all the drive that it gave me. So I'm glad that it made me. Jesus looked at 
to teach her how wrong her thoughts of selfish ambition were. And he told her that his way was going to be the way of the bitter cup. Mm. In other words, uh, can your boys drink of the cup that I've got to drink from? But now she stands there at the foot of the cross and for the first time she's beginning to understand the cup that Jesus spoke of. Oh my. She sees the cup, the same cup that Jesus prayed in the garden of Gethsemane. Father, if it be possible, suffer this cup to be removed from me. Oh, sisters and brothers, it's the cup that contains uh, the sins of humankind. It's the cup that contains every war that has ever been fought. It's the cup that contains every murder that's ever been committed. It's the cup that contains uh, all of the atrocities of human history are in that cup. Your sins are in that cup. My sins are in that cup. Every lie is in that cup. Every evil is in that cup. Every act of abuse is in that cup. It's the most putrid elixir in the face of history. And he said, can your boys drink from this cup? So at that cross, Shalom looks at Jesus and realizes what she was asking for when she asked for her son's to be on the left and the right. In other words, my sisters and my brothers, we've all been like Salome, wanting the blessings without the burdens, wanting a crown, but not having to bear a cross. Like Salome, we've wanted the benefits, but not the responsibilities that come with them. And so Jesus rebuked her. But here's what I like about it, is that although Jesus rebuked her, she was still at the cross. And her presence there says something about Salome. It also says something about Jesus. It shows that she had the loving humility to accept rebuke and to continue to love on with undiminished devotion. Come on here, somebody. I'm going somewhere. And it also shows that Jesus could rebuke a person in such a way that his love still shone through his rebuke. Okay, I know I might be entering somebody's living room right now, but since I'm here, I'm going to sit on your couch, put my feet up, and eat your potato chips. You see, my sisters and my brothers, God is saying that we must learn to stay near the cross, even when we've been corrected, even when we've been rebuked. So what the pastor corrected you? So what the choir didn't let you sing your song? So what the trustees didn't vote your way? So what everybody didn't agree with you? So what the sisters didn't wear your suggested colors on Women's Day? Or invite your suspected or your suggested speaker on the Men's Day? So what the preacher told you to adjust your nasty attitude? 
attitude or to clean up your act or told you that you'd never be blessed until you learn how to tithe. Stay there at the foot of the cross. Don't get mad. Don't take your ball and go home. Don't boycott the church. Don't hold back your financial support. Don't go start another ministry. Stay there at the cross. So Mary was there. Shalom was there. But then there's Mary Magdalene. Now, your first warning weather forecast from Western Mass News. Cloud will give way to some developing sunshine this afternoon. It'll turn out to be a mild day, too, with temperatures back into the middle and upper 40s. For tonight, we'll have a mostly cloudy sky. Overnight lows falling to around 30. Tomorrow, we could have a rain shower in the morning. Most of the day is dry, though. The clouds will linger. High temperatures still sneaking back into the low to mid-40s. Then on Wednesday, it's a little cooler. Lots of clouds. A couple of rain and snow showers in the morning as a weak system passes to ourselves. High temperatures top off around 40. Wednesday night to Thursday, we could have a period of snow before it ends in the afternoon. Active pattern sets up after that. With your Western Mass News First Warning Forecast, I'm meteorologist Dan Brown. This program has been underwritten by Julius D. Lewis. Hi, I'm Julius Lewis, host of the Lewis Amaro Financial Hour, here on 90.7 FM every Wednesday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. With over 10 years of experience as an independent financial consultant, providing the following services, 401K, pension, and tax-deferred account rollovers, life insurance, and tax-free income strategies, personal customer service, and a comprehensive understanding of various financial products. It's what I'm most proud of. For financial services, Julius D. Lewis at 413-204-9661. 204-9661. Free consultation to review your financial portfolio. WTCC would like to thank Julius D. Lewis for underwriting with us. This program has been underwritten by Metrocom Income Tax Service. Hi, I'm Tom Morrow, president of Metrocom Tax Services, specializing in individual sole proprietorships, corporations, partnerships, estate tax planning, Accounting and bookkeeping, e-files for faster returns. Metricom Tax Service, where early filers get early returns. Located at 11 Preston Street, Springfield, 413-737-8446, 737-8446. WTCC would like to thank Metricom Tax Services for underwriting with us. This program has been underwritten by the Spring of Hope Church of God in Christ. The Spring of Hope Church of God in Christ presents the 10th annual Lift Every Voice Lecture Series, Learning from the Past, Looking Towards the Future, featuring on February 4th, host Waleska Lugo de Jesus, spoken word by Shana Joseph, music by Kay Sam, and keynote speaker, Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, Karen Hunter. February 11th is host Ayanna Crawford, spoken word by Ava Celeste, music by Vanessa Ford, and keynote speaker, former national president, of the NAACP Cornell William Brooks. February 18th is host Keyshawn Dobbs. Spoken word by Nofa Lakuja. Music by T. Swan. Keynote speaker, political commentator, and media personality, Dr. Ava Jones Deweaver. Dance each night by youthful expressions. Each program starts at 6.30 p.m. at the Spring of Hope Church, 35 Alden Street, Springfield, Mass. Bishop Talbert Swan II is pastor. WTCC would like to thank 
Spring of Hope Church of God in Christ for underwriting with us. WTCC. Good morning. Welcome to the Spoken Word. Listen, 10, 10 a.m., flag raising. We're raising the African-American Heritage flag above City Hall. I'll be the keynote speaker today, and um, I want y'all to come on out. It's Black History Month. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Hey, Bishop Swan. Eric Lesser here. Good morning. Yes, sir. It is that first uh, Monday. I got my Google alert. Hey, there you go. There you go. Tell us what's happening at the State House. Uh, Well, uh, we had a busy week last week. We did a big uh, environmental bill, uh, which would commit the the, uh, state of Massachusetts to net zero emissions by 2050. Uh, The important part of that, though, is we were able to write in some important protections for Western Mass, and in particular for the Pioneer Valley, which I know we've talked about on this show in the past. We have one of the worst asthma rates in the entire country uh, here in the Pioneer Valley and in Springfield in particular. So working to get the air cleaner, put some emissions controls in, and also do more around solar power, some other issues like that will help a lot. This week, actually, the big news in the Senate is we're going to be doing a mental health bill, uh, which will help uh, clear up a lot of the backlog and mental health services, try to get some more therapists, some more uh, mental health workers out into the community. Uh, So we're going to be doing that bill on Wednesday. It comes out, and then we're hopefully going to be voting on it next week. Uh, And um, uh, today I'll be in Chicopee as well, where we've got a new funding announcement for some senior services there so it's been busy and we have our rail hearing uh on february 6th so uh people should mark their calendars for that where's that going to uh, be uh sorry where's that going to be uh it's going to be uh at the sheridan in one of the one of the meeting rooms at the sheridan downtown so february 6th uh if you give me a second i will pull up the uh exact time it is at one o'clock uh and then uh, it's scheduled one to three o'clock but my guess is it'll probably go longer and then if people can't make that date uh there's also going to be a public meeting in the evening uh for you know people who need to do an evening time so that would be february 12th uh at 6 p.m at the umass center in in springfield in the in tower square so again february 12th 6 p.m there's going to be a public meeting on the rail service at the umass center in springfield uh, MassDOT is going to be presenting uh, their update on the study. 
Uh, then we got the Iowa caucuses tonight. We have to talk yeah, about yeah. who's going to win. Iowa caucuses <laughs> are happening, and they tell me that um, uh, right now Bernie and and Biden are kind of neck and neck leading the caucuses, followed by Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg, and uh, it's all supposed to be very tight. And um, I know Bernie was saying. Um, that if there's a low voter turnout, that doesn't bode well for his campaign. Um, so uh, tell us, your, what's your take on it? Well, I'd be, yeah, I'd be curious what you think. I mean, I've been texting with some friends who are there all day. I mean, Bernie's definitely the favorite, I think, but I wouldn't count Warren out. She was on the ground first, you know, over a year ago. She hired a lot of the best local people. Um, you know, I think something that people don't always appreciate about a caucus is the quality of your supporters and the sort of intensity of the support is very, very important because uh, you have to convince people in the room face to face. You know, it's a public event. It's not a secret ballot. So, you know, that would that would tend to mean Bernie's got an advantage because his his folks are very, very fired up. Um, But I, I think Warren's uh, got a good chance. I think I think it's going to probably come down to Bernie, uh, Bernie Biden, and Warren. We'll see. But uh, be interesting because then we got New Hampshire closer to home. Yeah, uh, yeah. New Hampshire is is on the heels of Iowa, and um, uh, and then um, you know, and, and, and you can't Nevada. underestimate the power of New Hampshire. What I, I think it was that iconic um, um, New Hampshire. Um, uh, primary and then that yes we can speech that kind of propelled Barack Obama's uh, momentum uh, during that campaign back in 2008. Yeah. No, I, re- I remember well. I was I was I was sitting backstage during the uh, the famous yes we can speech, which was at Nashua South High School in Nashua, New Hampshire, the night of the New Hampshire primary in 2008. If people remember, he won Iowa completely unexpected. It was a huge shot of momentum and then he got to new hampshire everyone was expecting after winning iowa he was going to win new hampshire big hillary came came back remember the famous yeah she was she cried on the bus and there was a, a lot of drama about that she picked up new hampshire but i remember there was a pivotal decision that uh, then senator obama made which was to go out and give the exact same speech he had written a victory speech uh, but the you know results came in in New Hampshire that he wasn't going to win, and he decided to go out and basically give the same exact speech he would have given if he had won, and that became the famous uh, "Yes, we can" speech. Just uh, yeah, an incredible night, and then of course the rest is history. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens in New Hampshire this year, but uh, it'll it'll definitely be interesting. And then you know the Massachusetts primary, I actually think is going to be very important because it's not that far away, March third one of the Super Tuesday Super Tuesday, yeah. But uh, we've got a lot of delegates in Massachusetts, so you know we might start to see all these presidential candidates showing up uh, closer to home very soon also. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, it's going to be interesting, uh, you know, what happens in Iowa, and, of course, it, it kicks, kicks it all off. We're in full gear in terms of um, the presidential primary season, uh, and we'll see soon uh, who's going to be facing... Uh, that orange stain in the White House. Do we have? Is there? A, is there a Bishop Swan endorsement yet? We're waiting with bated breath here. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I, I, I have to, I had to, I have to go with the hometown person. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. You know, I, you know, um, Senator Warren has been um, responsive to 
uh, to our community. She hasn't been the type of politician who, who has only showed up um, when she was campaigning. She's been at my church on several occasions. She's uh, a constant here in Western Mass. You don't have to wonder where she is like we do with certain politicians that I won't name. Um, and so you got to – I got to go with the home team this time, so I got to go with Senator Warren. Yeah, is that is that the first official uh, statement? Or yeah, it is. Actually, it oh, is. Wow, <laughs> we gotta we gotta get that to we gotta get that to Iowa ASAP here. This is uh, this could be pivotal tonight. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Looking forward yeah. to it. Uh, once again, give give out your contact information in case folks are trying to get in touch with you, uh, want to get involved in some of the initiatives that you're spearheading. Yep, so you could call our, our district office, which I'm, I'm sitting in right now, which is 413, of course, 526-6501. Again, 526-6501. Uh, you can get us on Twitter, which is at Eric Lesser, at E-R-I-C-L-E-S-S-E-R. We're on Instagram at, at, at Eric Lesser M-A. Again, at Eric Lesser M-A. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Lesser M-A. Again, Eric Lesser, M.A., on Facebook, uh, or send us a, an old-fashioned email, which is eric, E-R-I-C, dot Lesser, L-E-S-S-E-R, at masenate.gov. So any any of those ways, or you can just also come by our office, 60 Shaker Road in East Longmeadow, or, or stop me at, at an event. Uh, any, any of those ways work. All right. Always good to hear from you, Senator. All right. Thanks, Bishop. Take care. Right, you too. 413 736 2781-413-736-2781. Good morning to uh, my audience everywhere um, um, that are streaming live on the gram, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter slash Periscope. Those who are tuned in through the Internet, um, good morning to each and every one of you. Uh, listen, listen. Um, uh, let me take this call, then I'll get into my conversation on Kobe Bryant. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Good morning, Bishop. Zeta here. How you <laughs> I'm doing? Calling to, I'm doing good. You probably know, like everybody else does, that um, I'm still boycotting the NFL, of course. Yeah, I didn't watch the, the game. I didn't watch the, the, the halftime performance. I did have some commentary. Yeah, What's that? What I did is I went on YouTube and I watched the halftime show because I heard all my Latina women were in it. And it was amazing. And it was a call to action to all the people in the country to get out and get loud and vote. Well, you know, you know, I, 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 I saw all of the tweets about uh, how the halftime performance restored confidence after the Maroon 5 thing last year, so on and so forth. So the only thing I had to say about it was this, not critiquing Shakira or J-Lo, but it's hard for me to believe any halftime performance did better than Prince. Yeah, you're right about that. Prince is my man. He was. <laughs> Absolutely. But, yeah, it's a call to act, definitely call to action that we need to get out and vote. Absolutely. Thank you, Bishop. All right. Thank you for your call. 413-736-2781. So Kobe Bryant was accused of sexual assault by a 19-year-old white woman working as a front desk clerk uh, at a hotel in Colorado about 17 years ago. Um he was 24 
at the time um, that the accusation and the case was ultimately dropped by prosecutors in September of 2004 after the accuser and this is this is important to 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 be mindful of the accuser decided she would not testify um there was a medical exam um that took place and 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 folk need to understand uh, when that medical exam took place what they found was three different types of DNA of sperm um, in this woman and they determined that some happened after the alleged rape and before the exam and so the question was does someone who just got raped go and have sex with somebody else so on so forth so there were a lot of things that happened um, in terms of her whole story that kind of unraveled made her less than credible as a as a witness made her story less than credible um, and she decided she wasn't going to show up and testify uh, and prosecutors dropped the case against them now they dismissed the case so you know all of this about Kobe being a rapist you know being accused doesn't make it so if that's the case then we got a guy in the white house right now who's been accused of raping 22 women 22 okay two two um uh, and, and so there are a number of folks who have been bringing this up since kobe tragically lost his life last sunday uh, there was a mural done in austin uh, honoring him that was defaced with the word rapist hours after it was unveiled. Um, there was a Washington Post reporter uh, who was suspended um, because she tweeted about the rape allegations shortly after the news came out about his death. Um, uh, she she Felicia Sanmez. She was a national. She's a national political reporter for the Post, and she tweeted a 2016 Daily Beast article uh, that had the headline: "Kobe Bryant's disturbing rape case: the DNA evidence, the accuser story, and the half confession." Uh, she was suspended for her level of insensitivity um, uh, for tweeting that by the Washington Post. And there have been a boatload of other um, folks, particularly white folks, um, who have been talking about uh, Kobe's uh, sexual assault case that, once again, was dismissed. Comedian Ari Schaefer, Schaefer, whatever that clown's name is, um, um, decided he was going to go on his Instagram and joke about Kobe dying. He had to issue an apology because the blowback and the clap back on him was so fierce. Um, he joked that he died 23 years too late. Okay? And since, you know, that um, 
ridiculous video that he put up. Um, his talent agency uh, has dropped him. His stand-up gigs have been canceled. Um, he, he's going through right now. Um, I mean, you, 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 you don't do that. This man died in a helicopter crash with his 13-year-old daughter and eight other people. Okay. And this guy gets on talking about Kobe Bryant is gone. He got his. Really? Then he comes back later on and says, oh, it's a, it was a joke. What the hell is funny about a man and his 13-year-old daughter dying in a helicopter crash? Where, 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 where's the humor in that? Huh? I mean, then he goes on to say, you know, I'm here in Charlotte, uh, the home of the team that originally drafted him, and maybe if he had stayed here, he wouldn't have raped that chick in Denver. This is supposed to be comedy. And so there's this myriad of folks who've been going around talking about, you know, Kobe is a rapist, so on and so forth. Now, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Because there's this disparity in terms of how black icons who, who, who have made mistakes in their past are treated by the American public and the media and white icons. You know, when Marion Barry died, all the media could talk about was that crack cocaine episode. They didn't talk about the fact that he single-handedly created a black middle class in Washington, D.C. Empowered black businesses um, throughout his career. They, they don't talk about those types of things. They, they go back to a singular event and try to encapsulate his entire life based on that one event. It's the same thing they try to do with Kobe. They want to try to encapsulate his whole life as much as this man has accomplished. The five championships, the heck with that. You know, the, the heck with the Mamba Academy and various other things that he's done throughout his career. They want to define him by that sexual assault charge and skip the part that it was dismissed. But by contrast, have you ever noticed that white folks celebrate terrible people all the time I mean terrible people all the time um, and they don't care about their flaws they don't care about the mistakes they made in the past you know Imus recently died the the DJ the talk show host the racist guy who called Syracuse women's basketball team a bunch of nappy-headed hoes, and this and 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 his his career wasn't defined by a singular event. He had a career-long 
um, diatribe uh, against black people. He's a career racist. But they talked glowingly about Imus when he died. And they didn't want to hear anything about his bigotry. You know, when John McCain died, you would think Jesus had been crucified again. They didn't talk about McCain voting against the MLK holiday. They didn't talk about McCain, the warmonger. They didn't talk about McCain, even after voting against the holiday, he voted against funding the MLK holiday and a number of other things that he spent his whole life anti-civil rights. But they praised John McCain. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Yeah, good morning. That, that was the Rutgers basketball team, not Syracuse. Okay, Rutgers. But, uh, but the, the, the point I want to make is there was an outpouring of love for Kobe Bryant amongst people of all races. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and rightfully so. So you can't, you know, you take a small percentage of people who do vile things. I mean, I do remember when I misdied, they did bring up the, you know, that was part of his uh, career. The obviously, the, when he, you know, there, there was, there was, there was one. I can't remember which publication it was, but there was one major publication that finally called Imus a, ra- uh, a racist. Um, all of the well, others, I'm, all of the others, uh, they tiptoed through the tulips around the issue. You know, they 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 said. They would say things like controversial radio host dies. They would talk about, uh, uh, you know, he said some controversial things. They were very politically correct in the language they used to describe him. And And once again, I forget which publication, but one major publication finally came out and said racist radio host dies. And they kept it a book. He was a shock jock. I mean, he was a shock jock. That doesn't mean he, he was, was a racist. racist. He, he was a racist. No, he wasn't. Was a racist. <laughs> shock jock. Yeah, uh, oh, I, oh. I, so I, if so if so if so if shocking people means saying nasty, bigoted things about non-white folks, that doesn't mean he's a racist. He's just a shock jock. He's doing it for shock effect. He was a shock jock. Yeah, that's what they do. I mean, they say things they're supposed to try to be funny. Now, I think he apologized for it. I think he regretted saying it. Okay, so 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 if you decide you want to call me, if you decide you want to call me a nigger just for shock effect, then nobody should call you a racist because you're just a shock jock, right? No, I think if I use that word against you, yeah, that that's a lot different. Obviously, when you go when you go down that road, of course. But I mean, so but, no, but you, you take a you so, take a small so, percentage. You take a small percentage of the population. See, this is you know, respectfully, I think this is kind of what you do. You take a very small percentage of the population, like this idiot who said something about Kobe and his daughter. Have, let because, me ask you a question: Have you disgusting. have you done have you done have you done a survey? Have you done? Do you have some kind of empirical um, study? Uh, that shows what percentage um, um, said nice things and what percentage said um, nasty things. Uh, of course, you don't. I'm, that, that's a rhetorical question. And then, and then, and, and then, and then, do we do we just ignore those who 
who say racist things just because the majority of people didn't? Okay. So you, you're so, so I mean, I mean because see, Dr. King right. said, Dr. King said, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. So basically what you're trying to tell me is there are enough people who are non-racist that we should just ignore the people that are. No, regardless of how damaging, regardless of how damaging their rhetoric and their behavior might be to black people, we should just ignore it because there are more people who are not like them than those who are like them. So if my boss discriminates against me, I should ignore it because more people's bosses don't discriminate against them. So I'm just S out of luck because mine happened to be one of the bad ones, right? Okay, can I make a final point here? I just want to make this point, okay? Obviously, there's a small, a very small percentage of the population that are racist. No, okay? I disagree but, with that. Okay, you okay. you got no All evidence right. to support that. Now, when, when 63 well, million people vote for an open white supremacist like Donald Trump, you ain't convincing me that a small percentage of the population are racist. No, no. Half of America, at least, is racist. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Good morning, caller. Yes, good morning. I, I was just listening to you talking to her, your corresponding right there now. This guy, is he wants to cover up for actually the whole country. And when you're talking about being racist, well, our whole society is racist. Well, let me let me let me let me put it like this. You know, because here's another counterpoint that they'll try to do when when you when you talk about the history of America, you talk about the enslavement of black people and Jim Crow and all that. They'll say it was a very small percentage of white people who owned slaves. So you can't talk about all of America. But 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 it doesn't matter that it was a small percentage that owned slaves that were wealthy enough to own slaves. The entire society condoned it for a time period. Both the North and the South condoned it. Eventually there was a, a civil war that really wasn't about slavery. It really was about states rights and keeping the union together. But I suggest to you that simply because you, you weren't one of the ones that owned a slave didn't mean you weren't racist. It didn't mean you didn't support it. The entire country benefited from it. And so if there is a small percentage of the population, and I say if, that yeah, are racist, yeah, and, and there's a whole nother segment that ignores that bigotry, that doesn't speak against that bigotry, that does nothing against that bigotry, then I suggest to you there's more than a small percentage. It's way more than a small percentage, because right now you got there all that systemic racism, which means these are laws that's on the book. Just like uh, Trumpy boy's little Kavanaugh that they put on the Supreme Court just to do things for him to keep that uh, systemic racism going. Uh, these laws is on the book, whether it's slavery or not, sir, you know, it's still in that same bucket, okay? I just wanted to kind of weigh in on that. And you're right, right there 100% of uh, exactly what's going on. And these guys want to try to put it in a hole and cover it up like they've been doing right through the history of this country. Thank you very much. Thank you for your call. And since you mentioned Kavanaugh, um, one of the things I was going to say is there's a double standard uh, in terms of how whites are forgiven, regardless of how egregious 
you know, their sins have been, while blacks aren't forgiven. So the same white folks that are willing to say, yeah, Imus was a shock jock. It was a shock jock. You know, the, the same ones who, who, who are willing to dismiss, you know, the Don Sterlings and the Martha Stewarts and, you know, the folks that call us the N-word and, and, and do things that are obviously racist, that, that are quick and easy to forgive them. They're not so easy to forgive black folks. They still got a grudge against O.J. Simpson, and he was acquitted. They still mad at Nate Parker. He was acquitted of the rape charge against him 21 years ago. They sabotaged his movie, Birth of a Nation, based on a 21-year-old rape charge he got in college that he was acquitted of. They still mad at Michael Vick for some dogs. Okay? But white folk get forgiven. Trump, oh, that's locker room talk. Oh, Kavanaugh, boys will be boys. Marv Albert, I mean, white folk can do whatever and it be dismissed, brushed aside, forgiven. They're only human. They make mistakes. But let a black person do it, and you want to hold it over his or her head forever. OJ can't ever live it down. Michael Vick, no matter what he does, can never live it down. You know, Kobe can't live it down. He's been dead for one week. Y'all won't even let them bury him before you're talking about him. I got to move out the way, but let me just say real quick about um, the NFL and Jay-Z. Uh, there was a public service announcement honoring the life of Botham John, showing the human cost of police brutality. It was shown during the Super Bowl. Um, um, the, the Botham John family um, cooperated with the NFL in terms of putting that story out. And in that story, the ending of that video talked about forgiveness. Now, it's ironic that the first African-American that the NFL wants to talk about is one whose family pushes a message of forgiving the white murderer. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The NFL ignored people like Botham John for years and they blackballed and banned Colin Kaepernick from the league for having the audacity to take a knee to protest the injustice against people like Botham John. And now they want to put forth a, a inspire change initiative and, and, and everyone's child and pretend that they like black people all of a sudden. It's bogus. It's phony. It's fictitious. Don't believe the hype. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Good morning, Bishop. The shock talk that gentleman was talking about, was it Imus? It was Imus. Yeah, I just want to say something. One Monday morning when it was Martin Luther King's holiday, he said... Martin Luther Coon. Well, he also said maybe if we kill four more, we probably would get the week off. I just find that statement to be uh, extremely agreed. But that's a shock jock. That's not yeah. racism. <laughs> I mean, it's not racist to call MLK Martin Luther Coon. It's not racist to say kill four more civil rights leaders and we'll get a whole week off. That's not racist. That's just being a shock jock. Okay, 
I guess I'm in denial and I'm delusional. <laughs> My goodness. Thank you for your call. Good morning, caller. Hey, Reverend Swan. I just got to say one thing. I'm glad that you let this guy come on, answer the phone, and let him speak. Because he proved you right every time he comes on with his racist rhetoric. That's all I have to say. All right. Thank you. You're the last caller. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Good morning, and God bless you. Bishop, did I hear you say that you are empowering Springfield to vote for Elizabeth Warren, or did you say you were only voting for Elizabeth Warren? I don't have the, I don't have the ability to empower anyone okay. to vote for anybody. Everybody's going to vote God for whoever they want to vote for. I, I, I was God talking about my person, the person I was going okay. to vote for. God bless you. And then the other question is, Bishop, do you believe that there is no one inside of this Democrat Party that is white supremacist or racist? Because I'm having some trouble understanding um, the diagraphic of racism and boycotting. So you must, you, you, must not, you, mu- you, you must not, you must not, you must not, you hold on. No, you hold on. You, okay. <laughs> you, okay. You, you must not pay attention to some of the things I say, or you must be selective in terms of how you listen to my program. Um, Because because I have clearly, clearly been critical of both Republicans and Democrats. You know, I'm not, I'm not, hold on, let me finish. I'm not beholden to a party. I'm, I'm independent. I have, I have, I have castigated and maligned the record of 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 Joe Biden on here just like I have Donald Trump. I've talked about him being the father of mass incarceration and the crime bill and talked about his his anti-civil rights record. Uh, I've talked about Bernie Sanders. Uh so so let's not get it twisted like, you know, like like I believe that racism only exists in the Republican party. Racism does not have a party affiliation. Bishop, I have one more question because that was excellent, and I do appreciate you. So do you believe that our city has a good old boy club? Because that is disturbing. I've been saying that for 30 years. (laughs) You don't even have to ask me that. Um, I've been on the front lines against injustice in this city for 30 years. So, um, you know, that speaks for itself. All right, once again, I want to remind you of the Lift Every Voice lecture series. Starting tomorrow, I got Karen Hunter in the building, okay? Karen Hunter, Sirius XM, uh, Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, author, etc. She's going to be in Springfield, here in the field tomorrow. 6.30 p.m. at the Spring of Hope Church of God in Christ. The Brick Church right there at Six Corners. You want to be in the building for that tomorrow. I got the Reverend J.P. Morgan. I got K. Sam. I got Shanna Joseph. I got Youthful Expressions. We're going to have a good time tomorrow. And then also remember on the 11th, I've got uh, the Reverend Cornell William Brooks, former national president of the NAACP, and then on the 18th, I've got Dr. Avis Jones DeWeaver. I'm going to play this card for you one more time, and then we're going to get out of your way.
This program has been underwritten by the Spring of Hope Church of God in Christ. The Spring of Hope Church of God in Christ presents the 10th annual Lift Every Voice Lecture Series. Learning from the past, looking towards the future. Featuring on February 4th, host Waleska Lugo de Jesus. Spoken word by Shana Joseph. Music by Kay Sam. And keynote speaker, Pulitzer Prize winning journalist Karen Hunter. February 11th. It's host Ayanna Crawford, spoken word by Ava Celeste, music by Vanessa Ford, and keynote speaker, former national president of the NAACP, Cornell William Brooks. February 18th, it's host Keyshawn Dobbs, spoken word by Nofa Lukuja, music by T. Swan, keynote speaker, political commentator, and media personality, Dr. Ava Jones Deweaver, dance each night by Youthful Expressions. Each program starts at 6.30 p.m., at the Spring of Hope Church, 35 Alden Street, Springfield, Mass. Bishop Talbert Swan II is pastor. WTCC would like to thank Spring of Hope Church of God in Christ for underwriting with us. move out your way i'm headed down to city hall the annual black heritage flag raising ceremony uh, sponsored by state representative bud williams and the office of mayor dominic sarno will take place starting right now i'll be down there keynote speaking momentarily so uh head on down there and meet us uh as we kick off black history month with a bang see you at the lecture series on tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. All right, until the next time I talk to you, you talk to me. Remember, God loves you, and so do I. James Lewis is up next. Mid-morning jazz, great black music. Don't you dare touch that dial. Say his name. What's the scum? Say his name. What's the scum? Say his name. What's the scum? What you say his name? Say his name.